So if you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 10, verse 17, as we stand this morning. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. And I'm going to get through this. And I've got a lot to say before I actually get into my message. So you just bear with me this morning. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There's none good but one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. Father God, we, we want to thank you once again for the privilege that we have to call on your name this morning. God, we want to thank you, Lord, that we're even able to be in the house of the Lord today. And God, we thank you this morning, Lord, uh, for Brother Sam and Lord, the singing God. And Lord, has blessed our hearts here uh, this morning, God. I, I thank you for the reading of the word of God, Lord. And God, I, I pray, Lord, that you would touch me. God, anoint this body. God, Lord, I pray for your help, understanding, God, I'm nothing without you this morning, Lord. And God, I pray just for the next little while, Lord, would you move in this place, God. Lord, I pray that you'd move in every home, every heart. God, may your will be done on ours this morning, God. Lord, I, I pray today, Lord, that we'll lead the house of God in a different way than what we came in, Lord. And God, we, we certainly need revival, Lord. And God, I pray for the revival this week, Lord, that you would move. God, not just this morning, but in every night, God, would you move during this revival, Lord, and revive, Lord, your people, God, our nation's in trouble. And God, spiritually, socially, politically, Lord, our nation is in trouble. Yeah. And God, we pray that you would move, Lord, and touch America today. God, would you help us now, Lord, have your way. May your will be done in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, you may be seated this morning. Now, uh, we all know that commercial, amen, the, the Capital One uh, uh, credit card commercial on TV. Uh, and they asked that question at the end of that commercial, what's in your wallet? And as soon as that lady said that, God began to speak to me because the commercial, the message is simple, amen. They suggest that if you find yourself in a financial, hey, I like that, amen. If you find yourself in a financial dilemma, if you find yourself in a financial struggle, that, that if you have this, this Capital One credit card in your wallet, it'll help you financially, amen, with your struggle that you're in. And so they asked that question at the end of it, what's in your wallet? Can I say this this morning, instead of depending on a credit card, yeah. amen, and, and instead of depending on the, the worldly system, I, I would say, to get you out of what you need or what you desire to have or, or where you need to go. Amen. We, we don't need to depend on Capital One credit. We need, we need to depend on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I do believe, amen, that God is the answer to all our problems. Amen. I, 
I believe that with all my heart, amen. So the question is still asked, though, at the end of that commercial, what's in your wallet? In this passage of Scripture that I just read, we see this, the Bible says, rich young ruler comes to the Lord, amen. He comes, amen, and he has something in his wallet. And I, I want to bring this out this morning. Watch this. That's keeping him from following the Lord. Jesus said, take up the cross and follow me. But if you read the rest of that, the Bible says he went away sad, grieved in his heart. He did not follow the Lord that day. There was something keeping him from following the Lord. In this passage, we see this rich young ruler. Not only was he rich, but the Bible says he's religious. Because what I read in your hearing, amen, the Bible says he came running to the Lord. He came running, amen, to the Lord. He's rich, he's religious, he's a ruler. We don't know if he was a ruler of a city. We don't know if he was a ruler of a country. We don't know if he was ruler of a few or many, but we do know by the word of God that this young man was a rich, young ruler. We do know by the word of God, amen, that he's also religious because the Bible says when he got there, he knelt down. The Bible said in verse 17 that he came running and he kneeled to him and asked him. He's a religious man, amen. We're told by the Lord that he was to keep all the commandments. And even he said, I've done that from my youth up, amen. He's been in church. He knows about the Lord, he knows somewhat about who he is. And, and we see this young man, a man who seemingly has everything going for him. If, if you're rich, a man, you, you've got money. A man, no doubt, uh, he probably lived in the nicest house in Jerusalem. Being a rich young ruler, no doubt, he probably wore the finest clothes. Uh, uh, no doubt, a man, he, he probably drove the finest and fastest chariots in the town. This young ruler, amen, probably ate at the finest restaurants in town. They ate the best food that money could buy. This rich young ruler, but yet there's something seemingly lacking in his life. And watch this, he knew it. He knew, they nobody had to tell him. He knew something was lacking in his life. Listen, if you're here this morning and, and things don't line up with you and the Lord, nobody has to tell you. You already know it, amen. Yeah. You know what's going on in your heart. You know what's going on in your life. You know if you're where you ought to be and where you're not ought to be. Ain't nobody ever told me or had to tell me, uh, Brother Jeremy, if I wasn't doing right by the Lord, I already knew it. Amen. When I was lost, you didn't have to tell me I was lost. I knew I was lost. Amen. You already know that. This young man knew something was missing in his life. That's why he goes running to Jesus. That's why he knelt before the Lord. That's why he called him good master. Amen. There's seemingly something lacking in his life. And you know what it was? He did not have the assurance of eternal life. Because he asked that question. He said, uh, Jesus beholding him, loved him as he came to him in verse 17. What shall I do that I may inherit what? Eternal life. He did not have the assurance of making heaven his home. I wondered this Sunday morning how many people are sitting on church pews today that don't have that assurance. Amen. Oh, we go, we go through the motions. 
I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of people got up this morning, put on a, a good suit, amen, put on a nice dress, combed their hair just right, took a bath, smelled good, amen, even carry a King James Bible and make their way to the house of God as lost as they could be headed to hell. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that sitting on our church pews this Sunday morning, amen. And this man knew that. This young man knew that he did not have the assurance of, of, of eternal life in his, in, his, uh, in his heart, amen. Listen, can I say this? We ought to keep the main thing the main thing this morning. Yeah. Amen. What's the main thing? Knowing that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior and you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus and if anything happens to you, your family don't have to second guess. Amen. They already know that they know that they know, amen, that you're in heaven. It's a sad day, amen, when we bring them into the church and the family has to wonder and the family have to guess. I wonder if they made it. I wonder if they got in. Listen, when that time comes for me, I don't want my children standing up here, amen, second guessing that. I want them to know like I know. I know that I know that I know I'm saved this morning, amen. And listen, there's a lot of things I don't know, but bless God, there's one thing I do know. I'm saved, amen. Aren't you glad it's a no-so salvation? Aren't you glad this morning that you can know, amen, that you're saved without a doubt in your life? You know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior. But there's a lot of people not like that, y'all. And you know where they're sitting? On church pews this Sunday morning, amen. And that's why we need to keep the main thing in life, the main thing, and that's to have the Lord as our Savior. If you don't know the Lord in your life, Listen to me now. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It doesn't matter how big of a house you live in. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. Hey man, how fancy it is and how, 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 how fancy your clothes are. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, hey man, listen, all of that's immaterial because you really don't have anything. If you don't have him, you have nothing, amen. Notice this. He did not go to the synagogue to find out about eternal life. He did not go to the he didn't go to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He didn't go to the scribes and the high priest. Amen. The Bible says uh, hey, that, that he came to the Lord. Why? Why and go to the Lord? I'm going to tell you why, because he's the only one that can help you in this matter of eternal life. The preacher can't save you. The Pope can't give you hope, amen. Then the only one that can save you this morning is the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And I'm glad that we can all go to him and find out the answers to the questions concerning eternal life. It does not matter what you are. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much you have if you don't have Jesus. Amen. This rich young ruler, watch how he approaches the Lord. The Bible said in verse 17, he come running to the Lord. The Bible says, amen, he came running to Jesus. Isn't it amazing this Sunday morning, y'all, we've got a lot of people running from the Lord instead of running to the Lord. Ever since February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, we have had more people in our churches, amen, that are running away from the Lord instead of running to the Lord. I've never figured this out, and I don't know if I ever will, what this virus has done to God's people. Yeah. 
Amen. We've let it affect us in so many ways now that we got people that used to be faithful to the house of God, used to be faithful to the church, amen, that don't even come to church anymore. But you know what amazes me about that? Boy, they'll get up tomorrow and go to work. Somebody help me preach, amen. They'll get up and go to work tomorrow. They, they ain't afraid to go down there. Hey, man, hey, they ain't afraid to go to Walmart. Y'all been to Walmart lately? Good gracious alive, amen. There's thousands of people, amen, every week flooding Walmart and Kmart, amen, going to Lowe's and, and everywhere else, amen, going to the beach and going to the mountain during all this time and look at the house of God this morning. And you know what the excuse they're using? The COVID. They're using this as an excuse. <laughs> you remember, you remember the 12 lepers? They're on the outside of the city because they can't go in. They're quarantined. They're exiled. Amen. They, 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 they can't because of the disease they have. They can't go in around nobody. Amen. And you know what Jesus did? He went out there and healed them. Amen. And listen, when he did, when he seen them out there, he didn't turn around and tell the high priest that sin God shut the church down. Amen. He didn't tell them to trust the house of God down. Amen. By the way, when he healed them, you know what he told them? Go show thyself to the priest. Go to church. Amen. This ain't a time to shut it down. It's a time to get it opened up. There's people that need the Lord. Amen. There's people that need Jesus. Amen. We ain't going to get them to the Lord if we shut our doors, y'all. Amen. And so he comes running to the Lord, and the Bible says he kneels down to him he kneels down to him and the Bible says he worships him he worships him amen the Bible says not only did he come running he knelt down he worshipped him he praised him and that's exactly what we need to be doing this Sunday morning when we come to church we ought to worship the Lord amen we ought, we ought to be praising God amen that we're even able to be here. I promise you, if you go 14 days and you can't go out of your house, amen, and you're so sick you can't get your, your head off your pillow, you'll be thanking God, amen. Uh, and then my, my doctor, I, I said, I, I need to get tested negative. That was on Friday. He said, why? I, I, I said, I, I, he said, do you have to go to work? I said, work? I pastor the church, you know that. I need to, I want to go back to church. And he said, well, it, it'll probably be Monday or Tuesday before you'll ever find out. I said, well, at least I'll get to go on Wednesday. So they tested me, and on Sunday morning at 8.30, he texted me. My doctor texted me and said, you're negative, good to go. Because he knew I wanted to be in church, amen. And I texted him back and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he texted me back with a thumbs up. I went to church and got blasted for being at church. Never in my life, amen, has somebody said anything about me being in church. What's the preacher doing down here? I thought he was supposed to be quarantined. I tested negative. By the way, I was the only one that got tested negative of all the people in our church that had it that came back. Rest of them just stayed home 14 days and came back. And they said something to the pastor, amen. Listen, I don't know about you, but when I got saved, God put something in me about church, amen. I like church. I like being at church, amen. I want to come to worship him, amen. And the Bible says that, uh, that he, 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 he asked this question when he knelt down before the Lord. Good master, what shall I do 
that I might inherit eternal life. Y'all stay with me. I'm going somewhere. It's okay. Notice what the Lord said in verse 18. When this rich young ruler asked him, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There's none good but God. And here's what hit me. This rich young ruler, he knew somewhat of the Lord, but he really didn't know the Lord. Because when he called him good master, he's calling him a teacher, a rabbi. But I want to say something this morning. Jesus is more than a teacher. He's more than a rabbi. Amen. He's my Savior. He's my Redeemer. Amen. He's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And there's a lot of people this Sunday morning, they've heard of who He is, but they really don't know who He is. Amen. And this, this rich young ruler, he, man, he, he doesn't know who Jesus really is. We, we have people, hey, they'll sing in the choir. Amen. And they'll, they'll usher, they'll, they'll take up money, they'll serve as deacons, they teach us Sunday schools, they even preach behind a pulpit, but they really don't know who Jesus is, amen. This rich young ruler addresses him as a good teacher. But I'll say this this morning, he's more than that, he's the savior of the world. Amen. And to really know him is to recognize who he really is. Are you with me now? Notice this verse 19. The Bible says, amen, in verse 19. Thou knowest, thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not unto thy mother and father. And he answered unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. When Jesus mentions this in verse 19, Thou knowest the commandments. Thou knowest the law. Jesus was working on his level. Now, watch this. Jesus knows the stuff that's in his wallet. Jesus knows what's in his life. Jesus knows what's in his heart. Because when the Lord dealt with those commandments, he only dealt with the last six. He didn't deal with the first four. What's the first four? Hey man, he, he didn't mention, hey man, those first four. If you, if you go back to Exodus chapter 20, verse 1 through 8, he didn't mention, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images and bow down to them. He didn't mention that. He didn't mention number one, hey man, thou shalt have no other gods before me. He didn't mention this, thou shalt, take, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And he sure didn't mention this one, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. He didn't deal with any of them. Why? Because he knew what was in his heart that was keeping him from the Lord. Keeping him from following him, not just on Sunday, by the way. Can I say this, y'all? It's easy to come in here and do this on Sunday morning. It's another ball game when you go out of here and do this out there. It's easy to come in here and say, I love Jesus. But what about doing it on your job? Yeah. Amen. What, what about doing it down there in the line at Walmart? Amen. What, what about doing it, amen, outside the walls of the house of God? It's easy to do it in here. Yeah. 
But what about doing it out there? And Jesus knows what's in this young man's wallet. Because what's in your wallet is what's in your heart. And what's in your heart is what's keeping people from following the Lord this Sunday morning. And I sat there and I got to thinking about all of this and what's taking place in this scripture. What's in your wallet? What was in his, his riches, his possessions? Jesus said, go and sell all that thou have, give to the poor. Take up thy cross and come follow me. And the Bible says he left there sorrowful, grieved in his heart, even though, amen, he came running to the Lord, even though he knelt down to the Lord, even though he called him good master. He's religious, but lost. He's on his way to hell. And Jesus is trying to help him on his level. Jesus is getting to that place, amen, now, where he can talk to him. What's really in your life? He told him. Go sell all you got. Give it to the poor. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't do that. I can't, I can't give away my nice house. I ain't going to give up my nice ride. I, I ain't, I ain't going to give up my money. He said, go sell all you got. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to give everything we got? Now, Jesus ain't asked nobody in here to go sell your house. He ain't asked nobody in here, amen, to give up all your money, everything you got. That ain't what he's asking you to do. But he is asking you to follow him above some things. So I ask you this question this morning. What's in your wallet? What's in your wallet, ladies? What's in your pocketbook? And by the way, you ladies got more than we got. You got more stuff in yours than we got in ours. What's in your wallet that's keeping you from following Jesus? What, what's, what's, in, what's in your wallet? Could, could it be, I know all you men do this. I do it. Don't tell her, God, he going to put this on there. You got it tucked way back in there. We call it squirrel money. And that, that's mine. She ain't getting it. Church ain't getting it. That's mine. Then we put it way back, tucked up back there, amen. We say we saving it for a rainy. We ain't saving it for a rainy day. We saving it until we see something good we want. Yeah. Amen. And we ain't gonna give it to the Lord. We ain't gonna give it to nobody else. That's mine, amen. That's exactly what Jesus was trying to tell him. He had all that stuff tucked away, amen, and he claimed it, and he wasn't going to give it to the Lord. He wasn't going to give it to nobody else. He sure wasn't going to give it to the poor. He said, it's mine. You know what's killing our churches this morning? If we got a hold on money so tight, amen, that we ain't letting it go for nothing. Well, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Listen, who are you trusting to take care of you? Amen. Who are we really going to trust to take care of us? Are we going to trust the Lord? Or are you going to trust that job? Yeah. Let me tell you something about your job. You might not have that job tomorrow. No. Amen. 
Hey man, we, we don't know what's fixing to happen in this station right now. And your job might shut down tomorrow. There's been a lot of places already shut down all over this world. And people are sitting at home wondering how they're going to make it. You know what I got up this morning? Hey man, you know what I said? Lord, thank you. Thank you for the clothes I got on. Hey man, thank you for the food that I ate. Thank you for the family that I have. Hey man, thank you Lord for what I have. Hey man, I ain't trusting in no job. I ain't trusting in the church. I'm trusting in the Lord amen to get me amen he said but my God shall supply all your need amen whatever you need I promise you God can take care of it amen Amen. what's in your wallet amen some of you ladies got some of that stuff stuck back there so it's so far deep down in there amen George ain't seen daylight in years he ain't getting it he ain't getting it (laughs) Huh? What's in your wallet? Is it your finances? Are we going to trust our money more than we trust the Lord this morning? That He to take care of us? There's people right now trust they'll trust more in Wachovia, Bank of America, Amen, Wells Fargo. We need to get back to that place where we're going to trust Jesus to take care of us. Amen. I'm asking you a question. What's in your wallet? Because what's in your wallet is what's in your heart. And what's in your heart is keeping you from following the Lord. Go sell it. Give it away. And the Bible said he went away grieved in his heart. What's in your wallet? Your finances? Hey, how about your family? Your family. Your family. Did you know this morning... That there's people right now not in church because of their family. And I don't know about you, but I've got one and they're crazy. I ain't talking about my, my wife and my children. Amen. I, I'm talking, I got a family, y'all, that, that's so messed up. My, my, my sister, and Brother Jeremy knows it, my oldest brother died last year in March, and my baby sister died in May. When I got, before I got saved, I was on drugs. As a matter of fact, and I ain't proud of this, and, and don't take it wrong, it's what God did for me. The night I met my wife was at a Friday night football game, at a high school football game. I was 22 years old at a Friday night football game selling drugs to high school kids. Anybody that wanted to buy it, I'd sell it to them because that's how I made money. And I'm not proud of that, but that's what I was. And my whole family knew it. And, and I was exiled from my family. My brothers wouldn't have anything to do with me. My sisters wouldn't have anything to do with me because of what I was. But then I got saved. And when I got saved, hey man, and I changed my life. And the Lord, I mean, listen, he changed me. I don't know what God did for you. I'm a new creature, bless God. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new for me, amen. The very next day, I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to smoke dope. Amen, something came into me. Something happened to me. God got a hold of me and God changed me. You know what I started doing and biting into church? You know what I got? The same thing I got when I was lost, exiled, nothing to do with me. I told Brother Jeremy the other day, listen, I, I, I've been living in my house 25 years. 25 years ago, we bought that house. I got five more it's paid for, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, amen. 30-year plan about to be gone, hallelujah. Amen, and, and, and listen, my dad died. My dad died in 
2004. 16 years ago. 16 years ago. What, what, what happened to the first nine years? My daddy's never been in my house. Not one time. Out of all his kids, hey man, no, none of them ever bought a house. None of them ever bought a house. Hey man, and before daddy died, I'm in church serving the Lord. God called me to preach. My daddy never heard me preach. He never come to hear me preach. He's never been in my house, not one time. You know why? Because I was exiled, uh, amen, for being a child of God. But I'm here to tell you something this Sunday morning. Uh, amen, do not let your family keep you from serving the Lord, amen. There's a lot of people not coming to church this Sunday morning because of family. Well, my family came over. You know what? If my family came over, either going to church or going home because we're going to church, amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, preacher, I would have been there last night, but you know, the family came over and, and well, we ain't seen them in a while, so we felt like we needed to fellowship with the family. Let me tell you something. This is your family. <laughs> God gave me a family that loved me. Amen. That loves me. And this is the family of God, y'all. Hey, Amen. And don't let the family of this world keep you away from the family of God. And there's a lot of people this Sunday morning. Hey, Amen. The family got problems. Well, preacher, I would have come, but my kids came over and they got all these problems. I'm going to tell you something about my kids. Hey, Amen. They know one thing. Don't go to daddy on Sunday and don't go to daddy on Wednesday because daddy's going to church. And they never questioned that. In 38 years. My son is 36 and my daughter just turned 32. Hey man, and, and they know their daddy. Hey man, they know on Sunday morning he's at church. On Sunday night that man's at church. And on Wednesday that man's going to church. Unless he's sick and he ain't able, he's going to be in the house of the Lord. Your family needs to see that. Your children need to know that. Your grandchildren, grandmas, grandpas, hey man, they need to know that. My, grand, my grandson said the other night, I was getting ready. He said, Papa, what are you doing? I'm going to church. It ain't Wednesday. I said, I'm going to revival, son. <laughs> Amen. It ain't just on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, y'all. Yeah. Amen. They need to know that we love the Lord, and we're going to go to church, amen, and worship God. Don't let your family keep you out of the house of God this morning. Yeah. Don't let them keep you from following the Lord. You remember over in Luke chapter 9? Jesus been up on the mountain on Mount Transfiguration. And, and the Bible says that he transfigured himself. They, Peter, James, John never seen anything like that. Amen. And they come down. And when they come down off that mountain, Jesus runs into this man that had a son. Demon possessed. He told the disciples, he said, he'll, he'll be going, we'll be walking along. He'll just throw himself in the fire. And he'll be going this way and he'll just throw himself down and he was demon-possessed, and, and they, they couldn't cast a demon out of him. And he brought him to the Lord. And he said, Lord, I, they, they couldn't do it. And the Bible says Jesus cast that demon out of him. Before that demon got cast out of that young man, that, that child was hindering, hindering that daddy from following Jesus. We've got a lot of children that we let keep us out of the house of God this morning. You know where they need to be? Right where you are. Amen. My children were raised up in church. They know what it is. Amen. This is where you need to bring your children. And they need to know 
the Lord Jesus Christ. So I ask you this morning, is it your family? Are you going to let your family? What's in your wallet? Is it your finances? Is it your family this morning? Hey, here's, here's one. Huh. How about this one? Is it your friends? Is it your friends? That's Elizabeth and her son Andrew. And we've known them for a long time. And her son is autistic. And, and she, won't, she won't bring him to church because she's ashamed of him. She won't bring him to church because he acts up and acts out. We've got two in our church that's autistic. Brother Jeremy and Sister Brittany know that. Two of the sweetest people you'll ever meet in your life. And, and she will not. She won't bring them. She won't. And she tells my wife, I don't know why y'all have to go all the time. Why do y'all have to go down there like you do? It's every time I turn around, you're always at church. Don't ever let your friends keep you out of church. She testified, Sister Valerie testified about her son this morning. And what happened to Seth? After we dismissed, I went to the bathroom, I came back, and I talked with her, and she doesn't mind me saying this. That was one of her best friends that did that. She went to church with her, sat on a pew with her, ate with her, fellowshiped with her, her friend. Her friend. Shut that child. She could have easily, easily got mad at God. Got mad at the friend and not forgive her. That blessed my heart when she said she forgave her. Because there's a lot of mamas wouldn't do that. There's a lot of mamas that sit at home this Sunday morning say, bless God, why would God let that happen to my child? Why did, and you know what? That's exactly what Elizabeth said. Why did God let my son be born like this? And she won't come to church. And she don't want anybody else going by the way either. She could have very easily let her friend keep her from coming to church. When I got saved, y'all, those guys I worked with, the friends I had, okay. But Jim, I got saved on Sunday night. I got up and went to work on Monday. And y'all, where I worked at, I would go over the bridge. And there was a store there. It's not there anymore. They tore it down. And I would go to that store and I would get two beers. I knew I could drink those two beers before I got to that plant. And I did it every day. And then we would go at dinner time, go out behind the sandblasting building and smoke pot every day. And old Steve Fry said, Richard, you gonna come out there with us today? And I said, No, you come here. What? By the way, I didn't stop at that store that morning either. And they went on out there and got my lunch and I went and sat at my machine by myself the next day same thing 
And on Wednesday, it was the same thing. And I went to church Wednesday night and I testified. I wanted people to pray for me because it was getting hard on my job. Something I did every day for years. God spoke to me that night and told me to tell them. Tell them why. Thursday morning came and I went to work and sure enough, right before lunch, Steve Fry and Mike Gibson came up to me and said, hey, you want to go smoke? Go with us, we're going to ride down the road. I said, no, fellas, I don't. I said, listen, I got saved. I got saved last Sunday night, and I don't want to do that stuff no more. And old Steve Fry said, I knew there was something wrong with you. There wasn't nothing wrong with me. It was right, amen. It wasn't wrong. It was right, amen. He said, I knew there was something wrong with you. He said, I just didn't know what it was. He said, now you're going to be a holy roller. You're going to be a, a Bible thumper. You're going to be a better than we are. I said, no, I'm just saved, amen. I'm just saved. I don't want to do it no more. And you know what happened? I lost them friends. But they weren't friends. No, no, don't let your friends keep you out of church. They, these people right now can't come to church this Sunday morning because of friends. Something happened in the church between friends. People don't even come back. You let your friends keep you out of church. Not only, it's not only finances, y'all. It's, it's not only, it, it, it's not only, how much time I got, Jeremy? It, 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 it's not only finances. It's not only family. It, it's not only friends. Th- this happened to me, and I don't know about you, but you know what that is? Phone number. Tucked away in a billfold somewhere is a phone number. Tucked away in a pocketbook somewhere is a phone number. Tucked away on a computer somewhere is a phone number that should not be there. Why? It was at Emmanuel Free Will Baptist Church. They were having a yard sale, and that's where I got saved. We went to the yard sale, and this is years ago, y'all. And my wife ran into a lady she used to work with. And they got to talking, and she said, Janet called me sometimes, and she wrote her number down. She didn't have her pocketbook. She said, Well, you put this in your billfold. But then fold it up, put it in my billfold, and stuck that thing away in there. She forgot about it, and I forgot about it. This is my billfold. Her name was Angie. What I had wrote on her, Angie. My wife's going in my billfold to get some money to give to the church. And she comes across, because she knows I got money squirreled away. Guess where the phone number was squirreled away at? Where the place the money was. She pulled out that phone number and it said, Angie. And she came straight to me. Who is this? She said, it's your wallet. Who is this? I said, I don't know who it is. She said, you got to know it's in your billfold. I said, you call it, I don't know. He called the number, and it was her friend. And she felt so ashamed. But you know what I thought about? That happens every day. It happens all the time. 
that men have got phone numbers and they're tucked away in their billfolds. Uh, hey man, uh, listen, we, we let our finance and we let our family and we let our friends and we let fornication keep us uh, from following Jesus like we ought to follow the Lord. Amen. There's so much of it going on. Did you know that the, 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 the divorce rate right now inside the house, of, I ain't talking about the world, inside the house of God is 53%. You know Why? Because of what's tucked away in your billfold or what's tucked away in your pocketbook or what's tucked away in your computer or on your cell phone somewhere that you think nobody can get to. I'm going to tell you, Jesus already sees it. Amen. He already knows. He knows who you're talking to. He knows what you're watching. He knows where you're going. Amen. And we've let stuff in our billfold keep us from following the Lord. Amen. What's in your billfold? Alcohol. Alcohol. I used to drink it. There's people on church pews. And I was lost. His name was Danny White. And when I was lost, Danny, his, his dad owns Little Dan's in Bessemer City, the super red place. And, and I went to school with Little Danny. And, and, on, and I didn't know. On Saturday night, we'd be out doing stuff we shouldn't be doing. And it, ever, it didn't ever fail. Every Saturday night. 11, 30, 12 o'clock, I got to go. Why? Why you got to leave now? It's just getting good. Why you got to go now? He said, I got to get up and go to church in the morning. You know what that did to me? I'm lost. 20, 21, 22, all them years that I knew Danny. Every, every Saturday, Oh, I got to get it. My mama makes me go to church. And I'm thinking to myself, unless God it ain't doing you no good. How can it help me? And that's the attitude I had towards church. Because of somebody that sat on a church pew that did things they should not do. Alcohol. Probably don't know Timmy Hargrave, but Timmy Hargrave was a free will Baptist preacher. Pastored a church in my hometown. He, he went to church with me before he started pastoring. And we were at the hospital. It was on a, it, it was December. It was, it, it was cold. They were calling for freezing rain. And, and we were visiting our church members. And it was in the hospital. We came out of the hospital at Gaston Memorial Hospital. And at the front door, there was this, this, this man out there and you could tell the stench of him was alcohol and the clothes were dirty and he, I mean he was just pitiful and his name was Bill and, and he said he said can y'all give me a ride I need a ride I said I only got us they didn't have the four door Fords back then I said I only got a single cab truck Bill we'll give you a ride and Old Bill got in between me and Timmy, and you could smell alcohol all over this man. And, and he said, I, I need you to take me to the 85 bridge. I said, oh, no. I'm not taking you to no bridge. I said, I'll take you anywhere, but I ain't taking you down and let you sleep under a bridge. He said, take me to Hardy's on Franklin, because they stay open, and they did back then, 24-7. He said, I'll get something to eat, and I'll, I'll sit in there. And I said, you smell like alcohol. I said, Bill, I said, you know, if you give your life to Jesus, he'll take that away from you. I said, he took it from me. He delivered me from it. He can deliver you. And he stopped us. 
right there. He said, listen, you can't tell me nothing I don't already know about alcohol. You can't tell me nothing I don't already know about the Lord. He said, do you know Keith Carson? Pastor Randall Free Will Baptist Church. He said, that's my brother-in-law. He's witnessed to me for years. I said, well, wait, I got mad. Because y'all don't understand, the house that Keith lives in, it's got 12 rooms. It's got five bedrooms. I said, you mean you're Pat's brother? Sleeping under a bridge. What's wrong with that preacher? Don't, don't, don't blame it on the preacher. He said, he's tried. My sister's tried. He said, but it's this alcohol. It's got a hold on me. Don't listen to me. Can't let it go. We tried. We tried. We tried. We let him out at Hardy's. I gave him money to get something to eat on. And we went. Two weeks later, the Gastonia Gazette, Bill died. In the jail. Threw it up on his own vomit. He didn't have to. But he did because that's what was in his wallet. That's all he wanted. That's all he desired. Well, let God help him. And you might not be here this Sunday morning with that problem, but you know somebody that's got it. You know somebody that can't let go of that bottle. They can't put down that marijuana. They can't put down those. And by the way, there's more people high right now on prescription drugs than they are illegal drugs. Follow the Lord, preacher. He said, you go give it all. Cross, the cross, not a cross, the cross. That day the Bible says he went away sorrowful because of what was in his wallet. Is what was in his heart and it kept him from following the Lord. And I told Brother Jeremy that that day, sitting there with COVID, sick as I could be, my head's hurting. I, Trying to talk to Caleb and that commercial came on. God gave me that message. I don't know what's in your wallet. I don't know what's in your purse. I don't know what's in your pocketbook. I don't know what's in your heart. Asking that question. Will you give it up? Will you, will you give it up and follow me? And may, may, maybe you're here and none of, that, none of that's affected you. It ain't your finances. It ain't, it ain't your family. It ain't your friends. God, it, ain't, it better not be fornication. It ain't drugs. It ain't nothing. Maybe, but you know somebody that used to sit on these church pews, somebody you know dearly. They're headed for hell without God. How many people this Sunday morning come and pray for them that somehow, some way, God get a hold of their heart before it's too late? Sunday morning, God's just reminding people 
didn't deal with them first four commandments. Saw it. Saw it. We got people right now, y'all. Keeping them from following. I have no other God before me, but we got all this stuff. How about it? What it? Here it is, okay, as we stand. Sam, can you come and get us? You know the song. As we stand, what's in your wallet? What's in your, what's in your heart? What is it this Sunday morning that his heads are bowed and eyes are closed and nobody's looking around? That's keeping you from following the Lord. You got something tucked away back there that nobody knows about? Family, friends, jealousy, malice. Something in your heart that's keeping you from 100%. I'm not talking about coming to church. I told you, no. I'm talking about doing it outside the church. Following the Lord every day with your life. My heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Nobody's looking around. Maybe you're here this Sunday morning. You say, preacher, pray for me. I've got some things. I've got some things tucked away in my heart nobody knows anything about. And it's really keeping me from following the Lord.